welcome to Level Playing Field, a podcast where a group of longtime friends get together to talk about the world of video games. Today we're doing a check-in on the predictions we made at the beginning of the year and talking about our excitement for E3. My name is Andrew Kimball, and I'm your host. Joining me on today's episode, I have Caleb Van Ice. Hello. Hey. I like the head bob that you did there. Thank you. Our audio-only listeners very much appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. They missed out. We also have Joe Summer. So much less pressure on you when you're not the first one being introduced. <laughs> what about, what there's, about there's no like the bar has been set you don't have to think about like how how high do i set the bar here and we've got dylan wren hey people how y'all doing everybody doing good yeah so far <laughs> we'll see we'll see awesome. how many uh of my predictions you guys think are <laughs> happening still yeah this is interesting because um last time we waited till like the complete end of the year to even talk about these. Now we're kind of doing like a mid-year check-in, and it's pretty obvious that some of these aren't going to happen. So it'll make it'll make it a little bit interesting. But before we dive into all of that, I just want to ask that if you enjoy our show, please tell your friends. It would really mean a lot. Also, go check out our website, levelplayingfieldgaming.com. From there, you can find links to our social media pages, YouTube channel, and our Patreon page. Speaking of Patreon, Joe. What do we offer on Patreon? We offer one bonus episode per week, which will either be our open mic show, which is just we get in a call and goof around for roughly an hour. <laughs> uh, and then you have the movie podcast, which is Caleb and Aubrey talking about something related to movies. And I haven't heard an episode, but I have to imagine those run longer than an hour. <laughs> yeah caleb you guys just put out an episode that i think was your shortest so far at about an hour 20 yep and that's like half the length of what the average has been probably <laughs> yeah yeah we can really just get going in the weeds on any particular subject especially because there's usually not that many of us like it's either just me and aubrey or me aubrey and like one other person so it's just like a straight up back and forth back and forth for as long as until one of us gets tired <laughs> and that usually takes a while. Yep. Uh, you also get access to our Discord channel if you want to come hang out with us and everybody else that's already in there. And there are also unedited versions of this podcast and producer shoutouts that you get, which you can use to promote a project or just have your name shouted out on the podcast. Currently, Bo Black's still rocking it. He's the man. We appreciate him so much. He's the one... Uh, He's our patron at that tier currently, and uh, unless I forgot anything on our little bit of housekeeping there, you guys ready to to talk about our our predictions and see, kind of get an idea of where it looks like we're headed? Uh, sure. And before what if we said no, yeah, like and I no. guess it'd be a really short episode. <laughs> We, we just, <laughs> Caleb, Joe, and I discussed this before uh, before you came back. Uh, we we've decided an, on a new topic. Uh, it's going to be why Bloodborne is not good, and <laughs> I I can't. I, yeah, keep, keep going, Dylan. Yeah. Keep going with that. Yeah, that's that's all I had. That was it. <laughs> nice you pregnant can, pause there. You, yeah, you I can love cut it. that part out. <laughs> no, no, 
<laughs> you wish. <laughs> nah. So we're doing uh, the predictions check-in because we made these originally when? Uh, it was early, like February, January, February. It was early in the year. Yeah. I think it was like, I think the episode came out in like mid-February or end of February, something like that. Yeah, so essentially back then, there's an episode that if you haven't heard it and you're jumping in on this one wondering, what are these guys talking about? There's an episode, you know, back in that general time frame that's our predictions for, you know, the industry in 2021. We each did, it looks like about five, maybe six predictions, trying to keep them to things that would like stay in 2021 that would make sense and either we could definitively say this did or did not happen in 2021 and then with e3 around the corner because when we did this episode we weren't even sure would there be an e3 what would e3 look like what is that all going to shake out to be so now we know with e3 right around the corner we are going to kind of revisit our predictions kind of get a lay of the land, maybe get an idea of of uh, who might be in the lead currently, and then maybe add a couple more specific to E3 if we have them. Uh, we're not going to take any of these away or remove them. We're not going to tally up scores or anything. That's all going to be at the end of the year, but it's just kind of a check-in. I think it might be kind of a good idea maybe to talk about E3 for a minute. Yeah. To go over... You know what it's looking like this year. I, I mean, most people that are going to listen to this probably already know. But like, <laughs> maybe we could go over the the schedule, what it looks like, like what it's shaping up to be. It's an all digital event this year. There's a little uh, app that you can download if you want to try to be more involved somehow. Is anybody here going to download the app? Uh, probably not. Oh, what now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm with Joe. Yeah, there's like an app you can download to like go into chat rooms and get like special access to events or whatever. And from what I've heard through like other podcasts and stuff, it's pretty janky. You guys remember when we went to Podfest and I had yeah. that, we had that app, that like Hoova app or whatever, and it was super clunky and barely worked. I, I imagine it's something like that. <laughs> yep. But uh, so yeah, it's all digital bunch of people are showing up though and we recently got like the actual schedule i don't know uh, dylan do you have that pulled up yeah so the there we'll talk briefly too about uh so e3's actual schedule like the ones that are actually e3 um it's gonna start on june 12th which should be like the weekend that this episode comes out like it'll be that coming up weekend um, yes and so it's going to start off with Ubisoft Forward and Gearbox. They are both going to do a little something that Saturday. And then Sunday, Xbox and Bethesda are going to go, followed by Square Enix. And then that Monday, Capcom and Take-Two are going to get out there and announce some stuff. And then on Tuesday, Nintendo is going to have its Direct and Treehouse and then Bandai Namco is going to do a little something. And then on Thursday, EA Play is going to happen. And they're That's Thursday, July 22nd, by the way. They're oh, an yeah. entire month after everyone else. That is true. That is true. I did not notice that. And then 
outside of that, I think there are a couple of other things. There's like a guerrilla collective and the, the summer games fest is back yeah. and, and going on during this same time frame. And it seems like I think Devolver Digital is doing something. There's going to be a wholesome direct, but it seems way more centralized than last yes. year. Um, Thank God. So it, it seems like it's going to all pretty much except for EA be confined to that next like week and a half or so. Do we know if Sony's doing anything in that window? S- Sony's not. Sony is skipping the E3 kind of digital event. They are probably going to do one of their state of play like Sony direct kind of things, but they're probably going to pull an EA and be like, we're doing ours in July or August. Which Yeah, I mean, and they, they just, just did, did the yeah. Horizon one, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't know if they were going to do one like in line with E3 or if they were going to stay out of that window completely. It seems like they're going to stay out of it. I mean, yep. if I was them, I probably would because they dropped the news that God of War 2 is going to be officially pushed to 2022. And so that's the one that people want to see. So... To the shock and awe of everybody. Yeah, I'd probably, if I was them, I'd probably let everyone else go and then like have a direct way or a Sony state of play way later and show some footage or something. But And have have at least like one holiday game like they can confirm and talk about. And why share your moment with the rest of the world when you can have the spotlight all on you? Yeah, and I mean... If they hadn't just done the uh, Horizon, then maybe I could see them having something planned. But if they couldn't even confirm Horizon was coming out this year, I don't, I don't know. Yep, true. Cool. So yeah, that's E3. Uh, we, by the time our next episode comes out, we'll be in the thick of it. Well, that episode will come out in the thick of it, but we'll have recorded it before stuff has started. So that'll be interesting. And then we're all obviously probably going to watch stuff and talk about it amongst ourselves. I don't know if we're going to try to maybe do any like watch alongs or reactions or anything. That's still TBD. We'll see, see how we're feeling. But for this episode, you guys want to dive into these predictions and see see what they're shaking up like now how how do you want to do this you want us to each go through our own individual lists or do you want to skip around and i was just gonna go top to bottom but if you guys think there'd be a more interesting route i'm all ears (laughs) i think that works and helps it stay concise i just wasn't sure the plan yeah it looks like uh dylan set this up alphabetically so yeah (laughs) we're starting with me with my predictions here. So my first prediction was that Starfield release date will be announced and that it will be a late 2021 or early 22 game. We're, nah. we, we are literally, we're literally a week away from finding <laughs> yeah. out if you're right or yeah. not, but I feel like it's, I, I have doubts on this one. The, I can, I would be 100% willing to say you're just wrong if you hadn't included early 2022, I'm not convinced that they're not going to try to say early 2022 nope. and then push it not to the back half. How's there not a chance, Joe? They, I mean, they've said as much like they showed Starfield what a year ago and we're like, yeah, this game isn't coming for a long time. I think that was two years ago. And there's a bunch of rumors kicking around that it's going to be at E3 this year and that they're going to announce the release date. 
I feel like it will be at E3. I feel like I said we're probably about to see our first actual look at what it is other than a logo and the promise of a Bethesda game, but in space. But I, I'm, I say Christmas 2022 at the earliest. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. that's definitely, now, definitely possible. Now, what I'll say, though, is like, I think we have an idea of like, we assume we know what a Bethesda game is. Like we assume it's going to be to the scale of Skyrim or Fallout or something. It's possible it's a smaller experience and is maybe ready sooner or something like that. I don't think so, but we it might not actually be a bad strategy for them, uh, <laughs> all things considered. It's like focusing on a smaller, more nuanced and dense experience as opposed to just Here's a game that is so big, we didn't actually finish it. Mm-hmm. I have two two thoughts on this one that conflict with each other, you know, before moving on, because I don't want to dwell on any of these for too too long. But my one thought is the the fallout model that they've done where it's like, hey, here's the game. It's out six months later. But the thing about that model is we all know what fallout is. So they can be like, yo, here's fallout four. It's out six months later. They may want to give this one more time to explain what it is, talk about it, promote it, get everybody on board before it releases. So that could go either way. My other, my other interesting thought that has nothing to do with my actual prediction is that I'm really not excited or hyped about this game at all. Like it really doesn't do anything for me, but it is one of the bigger names out there. So I think that's why I predicted it. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think, I mean, it's hard to be hyped for something that we know nothing. I mean, I like Bethesda, but I'm not going to get hyped because it's a Bethesda game, you know? Same, same. It's like right now, all we know is it takes place in space and it has a name. That's it. But if you told me it was Bethesda Mass Effect or Bethesda Halo or Bethesda, like those are just games that I haven't ever really gotten into. So it's just not like if you told me it was a fantasy game from Bethesda then I would be a little bit more, I'd be eager to hear what is this game going to be. I'd want to see it. But right now I'm just kind of like, meh. Well, yeah, but we also know what a fantasy game from Bethesda looks like. And we're going to get, they'll probably talk a little bit about Elder Scrolls 6. They'll they'll show a splash screen with the title. (laughs) Again, except this time we might get the subtitle. Save it for the predictions. Save it for your E3 predictions. So, so next, here's one that, that's not happening. Uh, God of War Ragnarok comes out in 2021 and will be similar to Miles Morales, but that will disappoint people. Literally, what, this week? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That was confirmed to be not the case, which honestly, I'm happy that it's not. a Well, we don't know that it's not a Miles Morales thing, but you have to assume that if they're pushing it, it's probably a, like a full game. They did confirm it's still coming to PS4, which I think is weird. Yeah, push it. I, th- I assumed if they pushed it to 2022, it would be because they were going to be like, actually, it's not a cross-gen game anymore. It's just going to be next-gen. That does, however, comp- I-, I will say that part of it does, however, kind of gel with it not being a Miles Morales game. Because the assumption I would have had for it being a Miles Morales game is like, we had to make it shorter. We tried to turn it around, but we didn't have enough time to really work with the PS5 architecture. This feels like we are basically just using a much more polished version of the same engine. Like it's going to be better on the PS5 and it's going to look much nicer than the previous one. Uh, but 
it is also there's no radical changes there's nothing they had to start from the drawing board to to come up with for this one it's going to be an iterative sequel like horizon yeah my next one was nintendo will do a zelda direct and announce wind waker and twilight princess uh those hd remasters coming to switch Mm. and announce a remake similar to Link's awakening and breath of the wild 2 will be coming out 2022 uh we won't know this till the back i don't think they're gonna do i think they will do a zelda direct i'm gonna co-sign that but i don't think we're gonna know whether or not either of us are correct until the back half of this year i I don't i do think that a lot of this will be answered at e3 especially with all the switch pro rumors kicking around yeah yeah breath of the wild 2 is gonna be a switch pro like if it if that's all true it's gonna be the game they want to launch alongside it probably I the the one thing I think that is the least likely in this uh prediction is the remake but now did, have they announced Wind Waker is coming to Switch or is it Mm-mm. okay it's just, just Skyward Twilight Sword Prin- oh not even Twilight Princess okay no this so S- Skyward Sword is a completely new remaster whereas the other two they did on Wii U that's why I picked them because yeah. they already exist it's just port them to Switch yeah which they've so done we- a bunch already because half yeah. of the Switch's library is just Wii U ports. So, so. so we got we got a completely new remaster so far, but it wasn't part of like a Zelda Direct link to the anniversary or anything. So still hope, still hope this one could happen. My next one was Halo Infinite will come out in November. Basically, it will hit its date and it will be a critical success. I hope you're right. <laughs> that one, I mean, there's not much to say except... We just got to wait and see. Honestly, we've heard no news about Halo Infinite in quite a while, which is actually good news. Like, I, it's not. We're about to, though. Yeah. I bet yeah. you next weekend we see what they've we been have, working on. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll have far too much Halo Infinite news. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll save it for my prediction. <laughs> but They did release, like, screenshots and things. Like, they've trickled out stuff to, like, the very engaged audience that's following that game like super closely they've been like trickling out updates and stuff from the developers and little screenshots where they like fix the lighting and fix the like change some of the style stuff but as far as like a big blowout of hey we heard your feedback we we went back to the drawing boards we we delayed this game past the launch of our console here's what we've been working on that will probably be like one of the major parts of their e3 presentation i bet cyberpunk 2077 which i'm tired of hearing about so <laughs> i'm i really don't even want to talk about it myself but when we did this we were both still very high on cyberpunk so. yeah i was still i was still trying to fight the good fight for that one uh the the next gen ports the ps5 and xbox series x versions will launch with different names and will be well received and people will have conversations around the game without talking as much about the controversy. So basically kind of like a, like a try, like a, a put your best foot forward kind of situation where they try to kind of do a little soft rebrand, a little repromotion, a little new marketing push with this new next gen version. And then by the time that happens, the conversation will be about, oh yeah, there's actually a good game here and not so much about, oh yeah, this doesn't run on Xbox One. I'm less confident in that now based on the fact that they've canceled the multiplayer and 
each new patch they introduce breaks something else and they haven't really said anything about when these yeah. next-gen versions are coming. Like, and it's I'm, still not available on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, lots of that stuff. And honestly, at this point, I really just kind of want that next-gen Witcher patch. <laughs> That's I'm more excited for that. But this is my prediction, so we will see what happens there. I'm the fact that when I listen to podcasts, like news podcasts and stuff, it seems like every other day they're talking about the debacle that was Cyberpunk 2077. I feel like even if the next gen versions are good and work and things are great, the industry is still going to want to just take a giant dump on it because it's popular and gets them clicks. So until something else comes out, who's who's it going to be? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully not Halo. <laughs> I, mean, I was just about to say. <laughs> I don't know because like the whole not being on the PlayStation store and stuff like that, like this Cyberpunk did do it to a whole new level. Like they did achieve some things that very few <laughs> games have achieved before them. So I'm not sure if, if anything is gonna really match up to it. I but I do think it just earlier this week that they're not giving out sales figures for quarter one. Yeah. Yeah, there have been a few stories recently. That's why I said I'm kind of tired to hear of hearing about it where, you know, that sales are presumed to be down. It's still not on the PlayStation store, yada, yada, yada. There's a new director of the game, different things like that have been, have been happening. But yeah, we'll see. I do think that it has changed the landscape of gaming releases and cross-gen stuff. I think that's a, a lot of maybe has factored into why we don't have a horizon release date and you know things like that because i'm almost certain god of war got delayed because of that i mean we we don't know we don't know for certain but like i would put all my money on that being the the main reason they're trying to do a cross-gen launch and yeah i think that is definitely a factor i think god of war got delayed because it was an unrealistic release date i mean the last one came out in 2018 so that would have been a three-year turnaround for a full-fledged next-gen sequel, which is essentially unheard of. Yeah, I mean, unless it was like a Miles Morales type thing or like co-developed kind of thing. I when they when they teased it and they put twenty twenty one on it, pretty much everybody said, "Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna happen," <laughs> and it didn't. My last prediction doesn't have anything to do with the industry. It is. For the podcast crew, uh, our fantasy league, which you can check out with the link that I put in every single show note. Show note, English is is easy. <laughs> um, I predicted that uh, who would win to who would lose. So from last to first, I predicted it would go Dylan, Caleb, Aubrey, Joe, me. So I don't have the fantasy league pulled up in front of me right now. There's still a it's, ton of game to play right now. It's currently you and number one, Aubrey number two. Uh, me number three, Joe number four, and Caleb number five. Okay. So far, so C- Caleb has had none of his games actually come out. Yeah, yet. you're about right. you're about to start having some ones start popping out because Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank, Mario Golf, those are all about to to drop. So yes, yep. Uh, after that, my prediction is that uh, Caleb will be second place. <laughs> so. Yeah, those are some pretty heavy hitters. Well, we don't know about Psychonauts, but the other ones are probably going to gonna review really well. Psychonauts reviews well with the press. I don't know how many other like 
the average consumer gets into it, but there's only been one before it, right? Though. Yeah, but it is beloved. Yeah. 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 Which, you Think know, that could leave a cult classic as the descriptor there. It yeah. could, could go either way where it's like, oh, this didn't live up to the first one. Or it could be like, oh, this is just as good as the first one. I, so. I think it'll, it'll, even if it's bad, I think it'll score way higher than it should because people <laughs> will be like, oh, it's Psychonauts. So. So that's it for me. Those are my predictions. So I mean, like Jack only... Black is in the second one. So like, that is true. How, and he sings how a song. Can it really be? <laughs> it will yeah. definitely appeal to a certain, a certain uh, demographic. There, us, me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those are my predictions. Looks like only one of them is like a definite no go currently. Now we are moving on to Caleb. Caleb has, right. you want to read yours, Caleb? Yeah, I'll, I'll read mine. Okay. So uh, my first one is that the Mortal Kombat movie will be considered the best video game movie and the game will get DLC costumes based on it. That's very no on both of those. <laughs> yeah. That was a... Is it not the best video game pump. movie? <laughs> then what no, is the no. best video yeah, game movie? Yeah, what is the best video game movie? Probably because Sonic. This, it's probably either Sonic or um, Detective, Detective Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, those two are very successful and mostly well reviewed. I still think Sonic is really weird as an adaptation, but like it's a fine kids movie. And uh even Monster Hunter is I think did better and is more well liked. I don't people. think so. Really? No, Monster I, Hunter's actually got a really positive like vibe as a B movie. Like there are a lot of people who really dig Monster Hunter as it's oh. sort of trashy. The reviews I saw were like five out of ten yeah they're the same people that give all the resident evil movies five out of ten and everyone loves the resident evil movies i'm just saying like (laughs) review like based on reviews alone like the the mortal Kombat movie like i saw a bunch of people saying this is actually pretty good like so everyone i've talked to who's actually seen it which is you know a small list enjoyed it yeah, I've only heard good things about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it wasn't as great as it could have been. It didn't quite live up, but as far as adaptations go, it was oh, see, I, well liked. I, yeah, see, I've just seen the exact opposite vibe. Some people are like, you know, what else did you expect? Everyone else is like, well, a good movie with decent action for one. <laughs> All right, so so both the both games have very similar critic scores on Metacritic. Both movies. Both movies, yeah. Okay. They both have yeah. 44, 46 with, you know, 20 to 40 reviews. Monster Hunter movie has 3.8 user score with only 117 reviews. The Mortal Kombat movie, though, has 923 user reviews and a whole 6.3. Now, I will say that there is some issue there because Mortal Kombat was on HBO and you had to either go see in theaters or purchase monster hunter monster hunter so yeah that's that's it i also feel like mortal kombat had a lot of a uh how do i put this nicely it had a lot of oh hey it's that thing and mortal kombat has a lot more of a wider reach than monster hunter so there weren't as many like people who've played monster hunter who then is like it's Rathalos or, uh, you know, a Palico, whereas a lot of people were like, that was me. I saw the old 90s Mortal Kombat movie. I, yeah, yeah. Get Before- you someone, 
get you someone who looks at uh you like Mila Djokovic looks at the Palico because she's just so happy to see that thing in the movie. It's great. Be- before I say save it for the movie podcast, I'll throw out the Rotten Tomatoes scores. We've got Monster Hunter sitting at a 46 critical and a 70 user. And then Mortal Kombat sitting at a 55 critical and a 86 audience. So they're honestly not super far off. Mortal Kombat's just slightly higher. Actually, 80 for users, good as far as video game movies go. Yeah. I wonder how... I, I see what you mean. I'm just saying the reviews I've read from like people who like dig into it, it's like, Monster Hunter knows what kind of trash it is. Mortal Kombat does not. Moving on, though, before we this does become an episode of the movie podcast, uh, my next prediction was that two uh, Super Smash Brothers characters will be announced by the end of the year. One will be a universally loved character like Crash Sora or Master Chief, and the other will be beloved by a handful and mad to what on earth to the rest. I'm half right so far. Pyrrha and Mithra were the ones that very tiny portion of the audience was like, Heck yes, we love Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This is great. And 90% of people were like, why? Why are they here? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think you're on track for that one. I think we'll probably get a a more impressive announcement either at E3 or later on in the year because what, they have one more or two more to fill out the roster? They have two more to announce for, for the DLC. And yeah, I figure we'll get one of the two at E3. Yeah, so I, I could see it being somebody that's, you know, like you mentioned, Crash Bandicoot or Sora. or like I feel like they're going to try to end on a high note. And since you've already got half of that one, that prediction right, I could definitely see that one coming true. All right. My next prediction is Nintendo will have another actual Direct this summer. Uh, so could, this was made back when we didn't know if E3 was really going to be a thing or not. Right. So that part's correct. Uh, to talk about their holiday plans. And they will confirm that Breath of the Wild 2 is not coming out in 2021, but will be out early 2022. I still feel like that's going to be the the thing. And by extension, they will also announce two other games at least. One will be a big deal, and one will be a kind of niche appeal title for hardcore Nintendo nerds and everyone else will be like, I don't care. It's not Zelda or Mario. Yeah. And probably by the time the next episode goes live. Well, no, because that they're that's going to be press conferences Tuesday. So, yeah, right after the next episode goes live, we'll probably have a pretty clear answer on this one. I know they announced the date for the Pokemon remakes which i think is like yeah. one of their holiday games so th- it's either end of this year or like january or something it's like surprisingly soon which i was not expecting so the remakes are holiday those are the ones that are going to hit this year and then they're claiming that arceus or rcs or whatever the like more the open world Pokemon different game. world one yeah, yeah that one's supposed to be early next year like not long after the remakes but people are thinking it's going to get pushed or it's just going to come out and be much less ambitious than they were hoping. <laughs> yeah, well, because they had open world sections in Sword and Shield, I think. I I'm not I diving into them. this. Yeah, but I'm like not. they apparently weren't very good or open, and so I I could see it being like that. The issue with the because Sword and Shield did have those. I think the issue was there were everyone agreed those were the best parts that just weren't as much as the of the game as people were led to believe it's like oh check this out and it's like yeah that's um like the equivalent of like 
a zone in one of the old Pokemon games. Like you get like two of those the entire game and the rest of it's just like a normal Pokemon game. RKS, from what I can tell, plays very, very differently, even from those. It is more like an open world RPG, but with Pokemon. It's just how well it's going to be able to pull that off is the concern, I think. Next, these next three predictions, I'll go kind of back to back because we're actually literally we won't know until the end of this year. These next three. One is there's a new rabid game coming out from Ubisoft. I've given up on them ever reviving Rayman properly, (laughs) but we will get a Rabbids title of some sort by the end of the year, Hmm. at least announced. Yeah. The next one, Sony will announce at least one more mid-sized game for the back half of 2021. Don't know. We, I, I have a feeling they wanted, they wanted God of War to be their other big game besides Horizon for the end of the year. Now they don't have that. I don't know if they had anything else uh, in the cards or if they're going to put everything on. Please, 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 please buy Horizon. Yep. We will see. And uh, last but not least, this one's. Fairly unlikely, but I want it so badly. At least a release date announcement or trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I think that one is likely. That's you don't possible. think they'll put it in retrograde? Me- duh, that's basically the only shot we have. I think retrograde is kind of like the we're so sorry you will have no news about the next Final Fantasy VII Remake game for a while. Here, have a DLC. It's yeah. uh, it's such a weird way to to handle a, like a remake is let's break it up into sections and then give the sections DLC. <laughs> it's 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 absolutely bizarre. I I f- don't feel like it was as bad as people were saying, but I can understand why everyone was really miffed at them for like just talking about, oh yes, you know, Final Fantasy 7 remake, Final Fantasy 7 remake and only occasionally reminding people it's like it's going to be broken off a- a- across like 3 or 4 games. Like it's not going to there were some people who weren't really aware until fairly late in the proceedings. It's like, oh yeah, no, if the the game you buy, you know, early last year, that's only the first like fifth of the original game in terms of what how much story it covers. Yeah, and I I do like I'm mean, not like, but they are in kind of an interesting place with how they're handling the remake and how they're it's like um a sequel remake or, you know, that like the, yeah. the weird stuff they're doing with it, it makes it kind of like, oh, yeah, you could call this part one, but it's not like exactly the same story. So it is kind of a, its own thing, but it, it's just confusing Final Fantasy BS is what it is. And so like if you're in that fandom already, you're probably down for it. And if you're not, you're like you're just kind of watching from the sideline lines either way. Right, Joe and Dylan? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it's one of those games where Ooh, I keep... Final what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one that I want to play eventually, and I have it for free from Sony, so I guess I will at some point. But, yeah, it's very... I don't know. It seems like some very Nintendo stuff for them to do. Like, I can see Nintendo being like, we're going to remake Ocarina of Time, but as soon as you get out of, like, Kokoriko Village or whatever it is, I don't play Zelda. Um... <laughs> Like, that's the end of part one. <laughs> and five years from now, we'll put out part two, which is still Link as a child. And then maybe by part three, you will be adult Link. So, And at least part one of Final Fantasy VII Remake is like a full length game. Granted, there was some padding and some bloat. Just a bit. But 
it still is like a full, like if they would have just said, this is part one and it's four hours, that would have really been some BS. But like, it is a full game. They really, and you could tell it was like a passion project. Like they put their hearts into it. So I think it's being handled pretty well. It yeah. It could be better, but it's being handled pretty well. <laughs> it's mainly, it mainly boils down to some weird communication issues of just like, yes, the Final Fantasy VII remake project. Uh-huh. And they only occasionally clarified, like, that's an entire sub-series. When we say the remake project, we don't mean the we're working on a project that is going to become a game called Final Fantasy VII Remake. We mean a series of games we're working on that consist of one project. Exactly. But yes, those are those are my predictions. The Squeenix holding a uh, its own. E3 press conference, maybe we'll get something, but we've also got Final Fantasy 16 for them to talk about, and we've got the rumored uh, Dark Souls-like Final Fantasy Origins, uh, which, if if that is in fact real, I figured that will be the main Final Fantasy attraction at, at, their, at their thing, because I also get the vibe that's going to be out way sooner, so... But I think that uh, 16 is probably going to be shown at a Sony event. Mm. Yeah. So... It may not be at the Square Enix press conference, which means there might be or, some room for a little bit of a seven tease. Or Microsoft. We'll see. <laughs> no, it's we'll see. it was shown at Sony's when it was announced. <laughs> so No, no, no. I mean Microsoft's we'll see about the seven tease. Because the other thing you gotta remember is at that point, Integrade will only have been out for like two days. So True. they might not want to um downplay the new uh, you know, PS5 update upgrade and DLC they would like you to purchase when they could but they don't want to undercut that by saying, okay, but don't care about that. The next one is somewhere on the horizon. Yeah. Yep. I could see that. Dylan, you're next on the list. What do you got? All right. So my first prediction was that Microsoft will announce a revival of Banjo Kazooie as a more family friendly platform care platformer character sort of on the level of Mario and Sackboy. So please. Yeah. I I th- I st- I I'm hoping that by this time next week or well, I guess a little bit later than this next week, next Sunday, we will have confirmation of this. I I I I think it makes sense for them to do. Will they do it? Who knows. But I can also see that being like a I can see that being something that they've been working on and I can see it being ready to come out at some point this year slash early next year. My next prediction, which reading it now, I'm like, what was I thinking? Uh, But Monster Hunter World is announced by the end of the year 2021 and is slated for a 2022 release, which at this point seems bold because Monster Hunter Rise is coming to PC in 2022. So I feel like I was. And stories year. isn't even out yet. Well, but stories is a separate thing. I don't think Still, the same. I mean, teams... that's a lot of Monster Hunter content to like stack on top of of you know one another. I mean, yes, I guess my thinking was that like Monster Hunter Rise is Switch and PC exclusive, and so World is like their big main console game. So but Rise is killing it. Um, but yeah, Rise is doing really good. And if it has the same kind of legs on it that Monster Hunter World did, then they'll still have a team or at least part of it working on like future 
expansions and monsters and stuff for Rise until, you know, 2022, which would then be maybe Monster Hunter World is not until like 2023 or something like that. Um, So I think that one will be wrong. Um, Yeah, probably. My next prediction, which we should find out uh, the Sunday after you're listening. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. This is the one that got Joe fired up. So (laughs) my prediction is that Microsoft will acquire... (laughs) Either any of these or all of them, we will see. Um, You put Ubisoft and Epic on there. (laughs) I know. Um, So Remedy, Sega, Konami, Bungie, 2K, Square Enix, Bluepoint, (laughs) Epic, or Ubisoft, or maybe all of them. Um, You must have been drunk. Well, no, because Ubisoft was... Was weren't they rumored to maybe be involved in like a hostile takeover, or was that someone else? Oh, that was a long time ago with uh, v- Vivendi or whatever. Vivendi, right? yeah. And so I'm thinking like they might rather just team up with Microsoft as, instead of Vivendi, and so maybe they. But cut now some they've kind of kinda like they've come back and like they're killing it now. They're like one of the are they? household names at this point. I mean, they are. I thought the hostile takeover was much more recent than that, so no, that's why I, I threw them I on the list. I think that was a while um, ago. I thought you just threw them on the list because you were trolling Joe at that point. No. Because I think I, Joe is like, there's no way you're smoking crack, and then you're like, fine, I'll add Ubisoft. <laughs> it's like that scene from The Office where Dwight is like, it could be a day, and then Jim is like, maybe two days, maybe a week. And, you know, that's that's Joe's role where it's like, escalates, maybe yeah. they'll just buy yeah. Ubisoft. And I'm like, yeah, maybe they will. <laughs> <laughs> I could see Remedy and Konami would be cool. There were those rumors about um, like a Kojima game. Maybe if they got Konami and then got Kojima to do the Silent Hill thing for them. Bungie, I don't think would go back. And I think the rest of the ones on here are too big or like Bluepoint very tied to Sony. And Square are very tied to Sony. I could see Bungie potentially because the culture of Microsoft is very different from when Bungie was there originally. Like they do like their independence. They have gone independent from Microsoft and then Activision. I don't think they. So I don't go think back. They will. I think after everything they went through trying, because with Microsoft that was more of a like just deal expired and they didn't re up it kind of a thing but after everything they went through to break their activision contract i don't think they go back to anybody yeah so we'll see that's you know that's my standard you know prediction we always know that microsoft comes out and talks about at least one or two new studios they've acquired and no one no one like because i forget if we made these before or after bethesda but like i think it was right after yeah which might have been why joe was like you're insane because they just spent billions of dollars on bethesda they don't need to buy another one billions that they could be wrong make back in like as soon as a game from bethesda comes out so i'm i'm not that worried i don't know if a single game from bethesda is clearing the billions of dollars that a single skyrim (laughs) but but we're also talking about microsoft you know like Every single computer that we're recording this on is a Microsoft computer. You know, well, yeah, yeah, no, like, like Xbox prop, like Xbox, Xbox and is like are, their side hustle. So, but yeah, Microsoft, they, they're not that the, it's not as much money as it might seem like, but also they won't recoup it in one game. Yeah, like they have since the first few games are going to Sony. 
They have the funds like to buy them. That's not an issue. But like I said, I don't think we're going to see like another deal on that level. And most of what you put on that list is at that level. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm thinking like they're building like their their strategy is built out. They're basically Netflix for games. If they don't start snapping up these big people, someone else like Amazon or Google is going to come in and start doing it. And so uh, Amazon and Google can't do. It's not going to stop them curse, from trying. <laughs> so Am- no, Amazon and Google have, haven't tried to. Maybe they'll get smart and start trying to buy up existing studios, but that's not been their strategy. Their strategy has yeah. been make their own studios and have them fail horribly. At the same time, Amazon did just pay almost nine billion dollars for joint custody of james bond like not even to own james bond but to share it with other people so yeah. i will say though like i think like amazon and movies there's at least some kind of track record there like they've gotten in the movie streaming game i think they have original movies um i mean i imagine they yeah. have to to compete with netflix it's probably nothing amazing but there's at least like something there Amazon and games, there's just, uh, there's nothing there. Yeah, but my thinking is Amazon's maybe not going to purchase these studios, but they're going to start trying to cut deals to put them on their game streaming service. And the way that Microsoft stops that is by the studio. Or get to the deal first, like they did with EA. Like some of these, I could definitely see them making a deal with Sega or making a deal with 2K. But I, I don't I don't think I could see them buying them outright. I could see Microsoft buying at least one of those big studios. Like um, to 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 be on Dylan's side for just a second. I think after the Thank Bethesda you, deal, <laughs> to to I was just going to see how the conversation went and then point out the other one. But I do actually right after the Bethesda purchase, I, Microsoft explicitly did not rule out another similarly sized purchase right. on the horizon. They said people thought they were talking about Warner Brothers at the time. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, think about it. 2K, they get GTA, Epic, they get Fortnite. Which is why 2K doesn't need to sell. (laughs) Well, neither did Minecraft. Mojang didn't need to sell. Bethesda didn't need to sell. But they did because Mr. Moneybags, Microsoft over there is like, hey, (laughs) how much you want? I think that is the thing. I think they want to corner certain markets, and I don't think someone... Konami would be a best case scenario for me because it means we'd get Konami games again. But I definitely could see them looking at like Square Enix, for example, and saying, look, with Bethesda and, oh, shoot, brain drawn a blank, who did the New Vegas people? No, Obsidian. Obsidian. They're like, we already kind of cornered the market on Western RPGs. If we bought Square Enix, we'd basically own the RPG market. Like just entirely outright. And I think that's that's the kind of strategy they're thinking, not just what's going to make us a bunch of money, but like, what can we add to our portfolio that's going to like help with, as Dylan says, their strategy is no longer buy an Xbox and then here's some exclusives for it. It's we are the Netflix of video games. You can buy one of our consoles to access it or access it on your computer, whatever, but you're going to do it because you have so many options. Mm-hmm. And and not to mention that like of the three big pub or three big like console makers, Microsoft is by far the wealthiest. And so a lot of this may not even have anything to do with Xbox. It's just a like from Microsoft's from Microsoft's perspective, like Epic is an investment 
that they know is going to keep making them money. You know, like they need a new game store on the PC. They just rebrand it in Microsoft Epic Store and go use their infrastructure. And they just keep raking, like raking in all the Fortnite money. You know, it could. It, so it would be insane. Yeah. And I don't I don't think anything is impossible. I don't think it would happen this year, though. But I do think like I could like like you said. I could see Microsoft deciding, hey, like this investment's worth it. Let's do it. But I don't think it would happen this year. Yeah. It's but, like Disney I mean, buying the Star Wars license to me where it's like they bought it for a ton of money. But it's like, yeah, you you know that you're going to make it all back. <laughs> so Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Um, all right. My next prediction is that Nintendo is going to push Breath of the Wild 2 into 2022 to launch with their new Switch HD. I don't know what they're going to call it, but... The Super Switch. Switch. And then I was bold. I said they were maybe going to release some lazy ports of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask um, to make up for it, but not Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, which is not not right yet. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, it, that's essentially a counterpick to mine, a counter prediction to me. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they have a Zelda Direct, what they end up announcing with it. I kind of wacky. Yeah. I kind of feel like they would probably just do Wind Waker and Twilight Princess because they've got those like I don't I know it's not flipping a switch to make it go from Wii U to to switch. But like that's newer than an Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask port. So my next prediction is that Fortnite and Nintendo are going to have some sort of crossover, whether it's Nintendo skins in Fortnite or a Fortnite character in Smash. I can see either of those still happening just because, you know, in Fortnite, we've got Halo, we've got uh, God of War, we've got Horizon, we've got um, Mistborn. Yeah, but like the (laughs) other like Microsoft and Sony both have characters. Right. That's one that I would never rule out. Will it happen this year? That's the question but I wouldn't ever rule it out. It could always happen. Yeah. Um, And then xCloud will get a ton of traction on iOS and become the killer feature of the Xbox, despite their current limited exclusive. I have heard a lot of positive things about it coming to iOS now that it's there and in PC. We will see if it's like still a big talking point after E3, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where the xbox podcasts and like the people that use it are like oh this is really cool but i feel like it's kind of in that vr thing right now where it's like a really niche thing it's i I don't know what a ton of traction like how you measure yeah i i think some of it's gonna be how involved they are with it at e3 like if they if how much of a presence is it Mm -hmm. yeah like how much are they pushing it yeah like if they keep trying like if they try to let people know about it at e3 then I can see it being a big deal if they kind of just don't talk about it and are just kind of like, and you know, you'll be able to play these games on X cloud streaming or whatever. Yeah. It just um, says like cloud streaming yeah. at the bottom of their trailers, then, but they don't ever actually talk about it. Yeah. Then at that point, then I don't think this will be coming true. Um, and, right. and we'll see okay. too, you know, by the end of the year, is it still in beta? Probably, but you know, once they, once they flip that switch and pretty much your entire library can be played, streaming that's i think gonna be the like big thing and i don't know what the time frame is on that um and then my final prediction from earlier this year was that you would probably not be able to buy a console um, consoles wouldn't be widely available until uh, after like or until holiday 2021 or later which i read some report last week that like you probably won't be able to get one until 2022 
So I was gonna say so far that's still accurate. Like we've all managed to get the ones we want. Like I've gotten an Xbox, you've gotten an Xbox, Caleb and I got PS5s, Aubrey got an Xbox, but I think with the exception of my Xbox, we have all had to buy bundles and like, you know, kind of jump through a few stupid hurdles and stuff like that and like go through the the refreshing and clicking and stuff like that. So we all have managed like we've managed to get them, but it's still not like, hey, I'm in Walmart, happen yeah. to have five hundred dollars in my pocket, see one there and be like, oh, I might as well get this now. Yeah, because that's the idea of that prediction is like, can right. you walk into a Walmart or a Best Buy or a Target or something and walk out with a new console? I don't think like so. Like on a whim, yeah. yeah like I, exactly. I, I think you will have to do the online ordering hoop jumping until at yes. least the end of this year. So I think that's that's probably 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 going to be unfortunately true. So, Joe, Andrew, wrap it up with you. All right. First prediction was that Elden Ring will come out by the end of this year. I uh, sure I, hope so. Yes, come on. <laughs> okay, so. Joe, are they going to talk about it at the Xbox press conference or the Bandai Namco press conference? If if it shows up at E3. And maybe that's your prediction. I don't know. But. No, it's going to show up at E3. Let me find the link. It's going to show up and it will show up. Maybe not technically at E3. Oh, they're, um, are they doing their own thing? It's or going to... Or did Sony okay, there's a them? rumor that it will be a part of the Summer Games Fest kickoff. Um, oh, next okay. week. Isn't which I it guess, Bandai Namco? Isn't it their game again? Like, aren't they publishing this one? Like Dark yeah. Souls. Okay, but it's it's a it's just a rumor. I I am. There've also been become... rumors that it won't be there at all. I've heard r- those rumors that don't expect to see Elden Ring at E3. But I don't choose to believe that negativity. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I don't know, but if there's nothing in the month of June, I will be thinking that it's not coming out this year. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't they don't say anything in June. Right. Uh next one is that PS5 availability will be dismal and nobody on our show will be able to get one, which we have two people who have disproven that. Um <laughs> so that that that's a big old L for me. And then rolling. You were right half along. right. You were <laughs> yeah. half right. You know? Yeah. A- availability is still a mess but yes Caleb i mean it's, it's I a mess but like the up. metric i gave for how to find there's no availability is and we also snagged them shattered. relatively early in the year like we managed to get them within that first quarter mm-hmm. so the second one i'm also already half wrong on there will be a second di- so my prediction was we wouldn't get a second direct this year uh and no big mainline nintendo title but then I they announced s- Mario Golf and <laughs> I could, could still be, which actually looks unironically fun. Um, it looks awesome. Yeah. Because they have, they were like, hey, what's that thing that everyone hates about playing Wii Golf? Oh, yeah. It's all that time when it's not your turn. Hey, what if we just have everyone go at once? Like, maybe golf doesn't suck then. So, yeah, there's a new direct. They're probably going to announce something big. It's probably just going to be a 100% L for me on that one. Probably. This next one, though, it haven't been put down yet, is that the new Assassin's Creed will be announced and set in the Far East. You're insane. We can almost guarantee that they're going to announce something. No, we can't. What makes you think they're going to announce an Assassin's Creed this year? Because Skull and Bones isn't coming out. (laughs) (laughs) 
because they're they're doing the like the Odyssey thing with Valhalla. They're releasing a bunch of DLC like the year after it came out. I don't think they want to get in the way of that. Like the there was a two year gap between Odyssey and Valhalla. Yeah, I'll have to double check the dates on like when they announced Odyssey versus you know when Origins came out and then when those two were were pretty close, but they're being developed simultaneously. Like I gotta I gotta check, but it's. Assassin's Creed is so expected. Like I feel yeah. like that that they're gonna. It's surprising bring it that up. it hasn't leaked already. Yeah. Whether or not they announce it, <laughs> that's that's um, something else. But usually they leak like a year before they're. And announced. and also that we don't have just E three for this one. We have to, the whole end of the year. Yeah, Ubisoft um, directs. That's true. It could be announced like at the end of the year or something. And then I have an indie will win at least a couple Game of the Year awards. That's I have low hanging fruit right there. I have yet to see like uh like an, a breakout indie so far this year on the level that like Hades was last year. If 12 minutes comes out this year, I feel like that one's going to be if it lives up to the cast slash hype, that'll be in the conversation. That's the one that's got like Willem Dafoe yeah. <laughs> in the cast. <laughs> that does remind me that I need to like actually go see if there's any popular indies out right now but there have been some that have been like like talked about but nothing on like the level of hades or celeste or yeah. anything like well, that was, yeah was spirit fair this year or was it last year no it was that was last, last year, year. Okay. yeah yeah like and there's then, been there's been the like the game that i picked up on fantasy critic i can't remember what it's called now i'm pulling up so, the I don't know why I brought it up, but like there've been a few like decent like sevens. There was uh, Naruto Boy or something like that. Like there've been a few games that have been talked about. Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow. Yeah, there've been a few that have been like talked about, and people are like, if you're into this genre and this thing, you'll like this game. But nothing like Hades, where I play it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Well, it takes two. Is that an indie game? That's an EA game. Oh, okay, it's very sure much not indie. It's their yeah. like it's their in like their more indie artsy side, but it's yeah it's and the more Joseph Ferris releases games, the more kind of mainstream he becomes. Yeah. So far, a good game though. Back for Blood though, that could be the indie we're thinking of. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's an indie. <laughs> uh, last prediction is that we'll get a announcement of a new Lord of the Rings game that isn't like one of the shadow. Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War series. And you did this after we knew about Gollum, right? Correct. Yeah, Gollum, yes. Gollum doesn't count for this. Okay. So maybe like coinciding with the Amazon thing or something? Yeah, well, the Amazon thing, that's not going to happen. The The prediction was made off of the backs of, oh, there's a new MMO. Oh, there's a new like Gollum game. I bet we'll get another Lord of the Rings but, thing. No, announced. I mean the show. There's still like an Amazon show that's going to happen. It was the MMO that got oh, canceled. No, that, still, that wasn't a part of my thought process at all. Yeah. No, they're still working on like a show or a series that's Lord of the Rings based. So they might try to do so, which maybe the MMO is supposed to go with that. Who knows? But cool. So that's everybody's predictions. There's still a lot up in the air. Some stuff we all know at this point. It's like, ah, yeah, we're going to take the L on that one. But real quick, don't want to take too much time doing this, but if uh, let's, I'm going to start with you, Dylan, because I feel like you're probably the most prepared. <laughs> right. Do you have any uh, 
like specific to E three predictions, like a couple of them. We I, we don't we didn't really yeah. determine a number or anything, but if you have like two or three or one or whatever, you can add them to this. For, yeah. So for potential bonus points. The first thing that I think is going to happen is I think that Xbox is going to announce a partnership with Kojima to make the next Silent Hills game. True Lord. <laughs> well, no, I'll walk that back. Well, you know, I'll leave it. <laughs> I think they will make the next Silent Hills game. Okay. You just don't know if they'll go for the full Kojima. I don't know effect. if they'll have Kojima on there. So I, I do think they're going to announce Silent Hills. I do think, you know, as uh, Xbox exclusive and then with Kojima possibly helming it. Okay. I'll type these later. My, so I, I think that could happen just because like, I feel like that rumor has been kind of bouncing around for a while. Um, it has, yes. The next thing that I will guess is that they have hired Amy Hennig and and that team to just restart that basically the visceral game that EA canceled and make Rag-tag. a single player. Yeah, make pretty much make a single player star wars game okay. in in sort of that ragtag i i think i think xbox will be announcing a single player star wars game my i guess the the little bonus tidbit on that prediction is i think they're hiring amy hennig to like direct that and and come back and 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 do kind of give her a second shot at the the game that it seems like a lot of people were saying it was pretty good um wasn't she in the news recently for being picked up by somebody she totally could have been that's great <laughs> let me let me google amy hennig uh i'm gonna steal uh a, a while you're looking that up i'm gonna steal a prediction from uh kind of funny they did their predictions recently and one that i want to come true that i hope comes true is that Nether Realm will announce a Marvel versus DC fighting game. Mm. That's a lot of. They have to get Disney and Warner Brothers to sign in. The sign on. They already have. They already have the DC stuff. They're already making Justice. Okay. So they just have to get Marvel on board, and then make sure that like, oh, you can't decapitate Spider Man. You can't like you know. Basically, not keep the, the injustice in, rules take a place of like right, yeah. It's T rated, not M rated, kind of thing. So I, I, I would love to see that. I think that it's very far fetched, but I heard it and I thought, yeah, I want that. I'm going to predict that we're going to will it into existence. There were rumors that uh, Nether Realm was working on something Marvel related, but Ed Boon likes to stir the pot on Twitter. He doesn't ever. He doesn't ever flat out like say, no, this is just a rumor. Stop, whatever. He always like winks and nods and like makes people think, oh, he he winked. It's happening. Caleb, did you have one? Yeah, I have a couple. They're all really like. What are they? uh, (laughs) Mine were all really safe bets because I didn't know how wild we were going to get with any of these. So uh, pretty wild. (laughs) Apparently, I I was going to I'm going to my last prediction is I'm going to tack on a few extra studios to the list of things Microsoft may buy. (laughs) (laughs) microsoft buys sony i was gonna say because you know a bunch of uh e3 nintendo plans were leaked and it seems pretty reliable 
like the sources. But I am I was gonna throw out that like at least one of those leaks will be just wrong and it will be very confusing. Like cause so, like it's gonna be one of those things where like ninety percent of it a hundred percent correct to an exact detail, but there's one thing that's just like wrong, incorrect, no idea how that happened. Another one is Microsoft is one hundred percent going to make at least one major commitment in the direction of Bethesda exclusivity. Like they're gonna Similar to how oh, the yeah. Starfield thing, they're going to make Elder Scrolls 6 will come up and they will clarify what that status is. And it's probably going to be in the direction of Microsoft saying, yeah, buy an Xbox. And then my last one is more of just a desperate, desperate plea. Someone, one of the studios will give me at least one surprise revival of an old franchise I love uh, and I will be happy. Whether it's Nintendo bringing back, I don't know, Kid Icarus, whether it's Microsoft doing Banjo-Kazooie, someone somewhere realizing they own the rights to Bomberman, or, uh, oh, shoot, mine just Sly Cooper from Sony. I mean, they're not going to be at E3, so it's not going to be that one. Or maybe, maybe I was wrong, and Ubisoft is like, surprise, ladies and gentlemen, more Rayman. But that's, that's my, that's my major one. Someone out in the E3 ether will just make my day by a surprise retro revival joe did you did you come up with any not a one (laughs) i exist over in my mmo bubble and mmos don't uh don't typically go to e3 operate on that same kind of schedule yeah well and they've got uh they're not even having like a blizzcon this year right right they they're gonna do like a virtual online event i can't remember when maybe early next year yeah that sounds right yeah uh, they, i mean they they use have used gamescom in the past as their like inter like not blizzcon announcements you know they'll do something at gamescom and then yeah like other you know online only games and mmos typically like they have their captive audience they don't need to have like a big time of the year where they like like, hey, everyone, come look at us. Look at what we're doing. Because they they have a captive audience that's always there. What was the what was the delay for Delicious Last Course? What was the last thing we heard about that from Cuphead? Because uh, I want to make a prediction that it's going to be at the Xbox showcase, but I do feel like it was in the news recently, being like, hey, we're you know we're delaying, we're pushing it back again. Sorry, you know, just want it to be perfect. Yada yada. That kind I, of thing. Not seeing anything newer than last November. Okay, then I'll they... put that as a prediction. We'll we'll hear something about Cuphead DLC or sequel or expansion. Okay. Did you have more, Dylan? Did you have another one you want to throw out there? I was going to throw out a couple more potential, like, Microsoft acquisitions. Well, why don't you do that and give me a chance to think of one more, and then we'll, we'll move on. All right. Um, so I think they might also buy either any or all of these, uh, Capcom. We'll we'll throw that one out there. We will throw Nintendo. Okay, stop. Phil Spencer has had a Switch on his shelf. Yeah, so that means he's buying Nintendo. Okay. I'm, (laughs) I'm just any or all, (laughs) any or all. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in one more prediction. Microsoft <laughs> announces no new acquisitions for the rest of the year. I was year. gonna say false. I, I feel like they're done for now. Like no. they're waiting for this slate to come out. No, I'm trying to think of. Microsoft spends $9 billion plus however much they spent for Double Fine and for Obsidian, and all of the new games come out and they all flop horribly, and they're just like, oh, well, that sucks. Oh, people can fly. That was one of the other ones. That, I mean, that's more realistic. And what was... I'll, I'll throw FromSoft on there. Just yeah, because I was surprised I want, you hadn't yet. I want them to, to acquire FromSoft. I don't think they will, but... And, and we'll... we'll We'll uh, you know, it. after the podcast, I'm just going to start driving and I want Dylan to share whatever he's been having. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. He got the reaction like, that, he was looking that's, for. That's, <laughs> that would be worth driving six hours for, whatever and, whatever Dylan's on. And or Activision Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> it's called old age, Joe. He's don't, turning 30. <laughs> don't deny, Joe, that Microsoft would not be better stewards of Warcraft than uh, Activision has been. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know how much of it is Activision and how much of it's just Blizzard. It's fair. So is is that it? Is that true? Because Blizzard list? isn't Activision's cash cow. Like, do they make them a ton of money? Yes. When you stack them up to like the other things that make Activision money, they're not that big. Yeah, they they're not Warzone. So that was mine. Tom, did you think of a third one? Um, I mean, most of mine, I'm having trouble coming up with something original. I'm like, cause I just listened to the kind of funny episode. So I'm like, I, th- uh, I think that, I think that we'll see Bloodborne the, <laughs> no, I, th- I think <laughs> that we won't hear a thing about a Bloodborne, uh, like 60 frames PS5 patch, even though everybody wants it. I think that we'll see the, the free to play division game from Ubisoft, whatever that actually is. And I don't think we'll hear anything about Prince of Persia. I think they'll be silent about Prince of Persia. So, say that again. Silence on Prince of Persia. Yeah. And we'll get we'll hear about the free-to-play division game. Basically, just like some spe- Ubisoft-specific stuff. I think that... Uh, like, I think Xbox... I think Microsoft and Xbox are... The, like, this is the year... It's hard with with the pandemic and delays and stuff, but I think this would be the year where they start putting release dates on stuff like Everwild and some of these games that we know about. And I think that like they're really gonna they they want to stack this fall, and they really want to blow out Game Pass. Yeah, I just don't know how that all actually will shake out with the pandemic. Like I think that's what they want to do, but yeah. I don't know if it actually will happen. So yeah, that's that's about all I got. I don't. Yeah, I, that's well, probably good. Yeah. Well, we will we will see how these pre- this predictions shake out sometime in the next couple of weeks. Maybe we will. Yeah. Hopefully, possibly. hopefully we will know a lot more in two weeks than we do currently. <laughs> um, yeah, and and like I said, uh, next episode, who knows what it's going to be? I th- I mean, I think we might know what it is, but. Probably won't be very E3 focused. The one after that might be an E3 recap. But over that weekend, we may do a few like watch alongs or watch parties where we like kind of like we did for the game awards where we watch it together and stream it and talk about it and kind of thing. We haven't we haven't hashed that out amongst each other, but I think it might be kind of fun to do 
and then we can kind of, we can make content out of it. Or if we don't do that, I could definitely see. It, yeah. If you can us rope, getting on, if you can rope at least one other person in, I feel like we'll probably do it. And yeah, I know at least I'm down to watch Xbox. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, I think Sunday for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll probably watch a few of the, few of the showcases and what Ubisoft's on Saturday. I don't remember. So, <laughs> yeah, I could I could definitely see Saturday and Sunday us doing a couple things if I can, you know, get away from my chores on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but with that, I think it's time for us to go ahead and move into our closing game for this episode. Caleb. Yes. You were in charge, but you're making a funny face. You're making me nervous. You, you should be. You did. You prep something. I did. Okay. <laughs> no, you should be nervous in the other direction because we're playing a nice little game of synonym roll. I think Uh-oh. we're on like a three week streak of that now, which okay. it's, it's fine because it's a fantastic game. All right. And Caleb's not competing, so we might, all three of us may have a chance to win. I was just going to say, have I been on the last two where we did synonym roll? Well, see, no, one was uh, the control episode that we recorded like in January gotcha. that just went live. <laughs> and then Aubrey Aubrey hosted it last week. And so. she did synonym roll. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So. I, there is a theme to this synonym roll. And if you can figure out the theme, you'll be able to figure out it will help with the last one. The last one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. So let's get started. First for things first, we'll start with something I think might be fairly easy and it'll Sh- give me a Should good- we explain it just in case we have like one brand new listener? All right. Yeah, I can do that. So cinnamon <laughs> synonym roll <laughs> is weirdly and not weirdly enough, not about homophones, which would make the title be more of a pun, but it is about uh, basically. I give a game title, except it has been run through thesaurus.com a couple of times. So instead of, I'll, I'll give you an example. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, Sonic the Hedgehog beca- became Audio Bush Pig, which I thought fair. Which I thought when making it, okay, yeah, the audio might be a bit trouble but once you hear bush pig hedgehog that seems sensible but these things can get kind of tangled especially because sometimes you have to cheat just a little bit because there's not a lot of synonyms for some words so for example one idea i had that i kind of rejected was uh for phoenix Wright, you know video game oh yeah <laughs> uh, became you know video game yeah bird correct <laughs> <laughs> That's not the right, right. I know, but it's it. It would have put, I think, you on the right track of going. Right. Yeah. Okay. Once. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's how the game works. I'm gonna give them a phrase, and they have to figure out which video game I'm talking about. So let's get started. The first game is Outlying Lament. Far Cry. Yeah. All mm, right. Wow. How many of these do you have? Just so we kind of know what we're getting into. Eight. Eight? Okay, cool. Next one. Celebrity Enclosure. Oh, this sounds familiar. I feel like we've done this one before. Starfield? Uh, 
Stop. Point for Dylan. Starfield. Maybe we haven't done that one before. We have not. I had this one. Okay. Marvelous breakup relation. Oh, man. Joe, it's your turn to get one. I. It's not going <laughs> to be this one. <laughs> Getting on the next one. Super uh, Smash Brothers? Dylan gets another point. Oh, wow. Aubrey did that one last week, but it was different synonyms. <laughs> I'm curious what the theme is. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of this. Point. I know so far, not seeing it. All right. Well, this this will start. Let's do Inhabitant Sin Septenary. What? <laughs> Say that like three more times. Inhabitant Sin Septenary. Uh, okay. Oh, Resident Evil Village. Uh, seven. Or Resident Evil 8. Yeah, it's seven, actually, but yeah. Yep. Oh, seven. I knew I could. I, okay. I knew it was seven, but I could. I was like, I just couldn't get off of Final Fantasy, and I'm like, that's not it. That's. Oh, I was like, what other game has gotten to seven? But yeah, that makes sense. Now we might start seeing. Well, one more, and then we're really going to start seeing if you can catch the the theme here. Uh, concluding fabrication rebirth. Final. F- Fantasy remake. Yes. Oh, Fantasy remake. remake. Okay. So you you dropped a seven. Yes. I could. I, there. There's not actually a whole lot of synonyms for seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I knew it was Final Fantasy, but I was like, I don't. I don't know what the last word is. <laughs> All right. This one's just a subtitle, but now we're really gonna get into if. Let's see. If just we, a subtitle. Okay. Afterlight magnate. Joe. <laughs> Afterlife, Meg. After light. After light. After light, mag, mag tight. Magnate. Magnate. After light. Like. Like darkness. Dusk. I don't know what magnate is. It's like a ruler, right? Or. Mayor King. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said ruler. I was like, look, so it measures things. <laughs> okay. Leader. Okay. Twilight Princess. Yeah, it is indeed Twilight Princess. Diminutive Bebop. <laughs> this one is a little bit of a cheat, I will warn you. Bebop. <laughs> is that one word? <laughs> yes. It's still, it's the same amount, it's diminutive and bebop, which is two words. The title it is based on is two words. One of the words was a Phoenix Wright situation where it was. Okay, gotcha. Sounds like it, but it's not the exact same. Tiny tunes. <laughs> not far off. Okay. Uh, it, it, it feels like it's like a Kingdom's, Kingdom Hearts title, but I know. Oh man. Not far off from Tiny Tunes. In terms of you're pursuing the right synonym kinda. Right. Yeah. Hint? What 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 was it again? Diminutive Bebop. 
Little Nightmares? Nope, it was, it's... Little Devil Inside. (laughs) Do you have a hint? Yeah, let me think of a good one. This is a game that I don't think any of you played. Undertale? (laughs) No, but it was notable, but not for necessarily good reasons. (laughs) E.T. You know what? Let's go to the next one. We'll come back for this one. And maybe the next one will help you get like what the what the theming is here. The theme. Yeah. Okay. Simply Hustle. Simply Hustle. Man, I felt like I was on a roll, but Yeah. These last couple, Simply Hustle. Uh Is it is the game two words? Yes. Okay. This one I feel like you're going to be madder at. The other one you're going to be like, Caleb, that says that's that's dumb. This one you're going to be madder at yourself for simply hustle. Yeah. Yeah, we might need a hint for this one too. <laughs> okay. We talked about the studio that makes this game a couple different times today. We only talked about like every major studio today. I know. Today. But uh <sighs> Dylan, you got it? I see uh, that look the, on your face. What's the game, Bethesda, this coming to Sony first? What am uh, I thinking of? I can't think of the title, so I can't. Deathloop? Yeah. No, it's not that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is also a game that, well, unlike the other one, you may have played it, but it's not like a game any of us would play on the regular, but it is a very popular game. Simply hustle. <laughs> it's not Fortnite. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. It's not Warzone. Fairly Roblox. <laughs> Minecraft. You got any more hints in there? Uh, it's <laughs> got got any more of them hints? <laughs> it is a game that goes over very well at some parties. Uh, cards Mar- against humanity no. <laughs> Mario Kart now simply hustle hold on Jackbox no Joe what is it save I don't us know. it's a synonym for simply that, that, that's a good question because all the party games that I can think of all have Mario as the first <laughs> word, and I don't think Mario is a synonym for simply. It's not Rock Band. What other party games do we play? Speedrunners? Like well, like I was going to say, it's not, they're not a party game we would play, but certain, like the, uh, it is a party game that is fairly well regarded. It's just not our, ba- our, our particular bag of chips. Simply, so it's like De- define hustle. What what's like? Is that like hustle as in like? It's not the hustle as in like side hustle work, like the kind of one that implies employment kind of thing. It's it's okay. It's hustle as in moving with a sense of urgency. Yes, movement is the main thing. <laughs> movement okay just just dance oh just dance just dance yes it is just dance <laughs> okay yeah you're right i feel stupid 
All right. So have you? G- I still don't know what this theme is. What What are the games so far? They are Far Cry, Starfield, Super Smash Brothers, Twilight Princess, Resident Evil Seven, the Final Fantasy Seven remake, and Just Dance. <laughs> and the one, you, and the one you guys haven't figured out yet is Diminutive Bebop. Tiny Dancer. Nope. Oh man, that would be a good one if we were doing so- like song title uh, synonym role. Right? Yeah, I, I I would crush that. What is this theme? The theme is also mildly connected. Like the the theme was chosen specifically for this episode. What are the games again? Far Cry, Starfield, Super Smash Brothers, uh, Twilight Princess. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Resident Evil 7, and Just Dance. Are these all like the seven games that have gotten to like seven or something like that? Nope. Like, okay. No, that I mean, all of these publishers have E3 press conferences, but he's got Ubisoft in there twice. You're not far, though. These are... I will... I will give you... Um, you know what? Since this one's proving tough, I'll give you the last one, and it should make the theme kind of click. All right. We'll see. <laughs> no, this one should. My anatomy is qualified. My body is ready? My body is ready. That is correct. The The theme here was these- E3 were, hype? E3 hype was the kind of like, these were all big. Uh... The last one, Diminutive Bebop, was more of the E3 hype in terms of the amount of memes. It's Wii Music, because the year uh... that Nintendo <laughs> showed off Wii Music was hilariously disastrous. Wii Music. Wow, that is okay. such a Caleb thing to put yes. in there. <laughs> I, I, would never, I would never have gotten Tiny uh... to Wii to like the console Wii, okay, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not even mad at that one. No, see, that's that's what I I'm would never like. have gotten there. Okay, so what are our final standings, Dylan? Scorekeeper one, surprising nobody. Yeah, so I ended with four. Andrew ended with three, and Joe ended with one. Although he does, I'll, I'll give him a shout out for getting just dance like right after. So like we both kind of. Figured it out at the same time. I think I just managed to say it faster. So, all right. Yeah, good round. Good theme. A very kind of uh, on on topic, but also like vague <laughs> enough. Like it was. It was uh, yeah, that was good. Good round, Caleb. Appreciate you hosting that, and congratulations to Dylan. Dylan, what day is your birthday exactly? Tomorrow. Hey. Birthday's tomorrow exactly. Oh, you're wanting like a date date. June the 5th. June 5th. So when you hear this episode, Dylan's birthday will have been passed by a couple days. But everybody feel free to write in, comment, whatever. Shout out. Dylan's having a big old birthday. He's turning 30. Yeah. He is he is our uh the most senior of us, but it is a milestone, so if you're hearing this and you, you know, want to send anything our way on the socials or email or whatever, feel free to wish Dylan a happy birthday. And with that, I just want to say thanks for checking out this episode of the Level Playing Field podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Again, please go check out our website, levelplayingfieldgaming.com, where you can find all of our socials, our YouTube channel, and our Patreon. 
If you want to write in the show directly to wish Dylan a happy birthday, feel free to shoot us a message on social media or email us at lpfgamespodcast at gmail.com. A big thank you to all my co-hosts, Caleb, Joe, and Dylan. And an even bigger thank you to all of our listeners. We sincerely appreciate your support. Now say goodbye, everybody. See ya. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.